This is episode 40 of the Catching Up Podcast. I am your host, Connor Kaysen. I run a marketing agency here in Seattle, Washington called Find Me in Seattle. I am always joined by my guest, Nick Hughes, who runs a company called FoundersLive.com. It's a place for founders and entrepreneurs to connect online. And this week, we are talking about Founders Live Seattle's live event, which happened last night on Thursday, February 28th. And the winners of the event were My People Now, a marketplace for you to connect uh, with services and things that you need help on, uh, whether it's running your business or at your home or just within your life. We're also talking about a company, an import export company called Flexport that just raised a billion dollars on a $3 billion valuation. And, and we kind of think that's crazy. So we talk about that. And lastly, we kind of circle around about raising money, pre and post money valuations, what that means, why companies should or should not raise money. And uh, if you have any questions, we'd love to hear from you. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, founderslive.com, or leave us a message here on the Anchor app where we record this podcast. Thank you for joining along. Like always, please enjoy episode 40. Nick, it is the 40th episode of the Catching Up Podcast. How are you doing this morning? Uh, oh, man, I'm doing good. How are you? I am wonderful. I know Founders Live Seattle was last <clears> night. <throat> it was kind of like your send-off show. Um, and so I'm sure you were out pretty late last night, but how did it go? Dude, it was awesome. It was great. There was like 300 people there. It was wow. it was big. Yeah, it was big. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, out a little late, but uh, always a good time. And But I'm here, man. I'm, you know, yeah. I always make I always make it up for this. <laughs> well, I always appreciate you waking up uh, uh, after long nights, especially after all of these events. And yeah. so, where was the event at last night? We were at the Collective, uh, which okay. is a really cool space in Seattle, and um, kind of like a social club. You there is co working there, but there's also like a restaurant and a bar and just space to space to uh hang out and have meetings and they also have like a rock wall and it's it's just really cool so um yeah we we're there and i mean it, it was packed <laughs> it was, it was That's awesome yeah and so let's talk about the people who pitched last night tell me about them well yeah i, I um let's see well we can i mean we can talk about the winner which i think is a, a great um topic which by the way question mark um you put it on our list. How did you know? Uh, from Founders Live. Awesome. So you. Yeah. So yeah. So I. I mean, that's kind of what it. I, I go on Founders Live, and all the polls are there, and it's yeah. actually uh, where you you can go. Um, and, and some feedback on that. There, there's not like I wasn't sure because then I was like, oh, if any of these polls were close last night, if someone would have went on later and voted or voted this morning, I, I would have gotten it wrong. So so when I. Uh, posted on our spreadsheet, my people. Now I was like, I really hope this was the winner because yeah. I didn't see, I, I didn't get a confirmation. And in the comments, a lot of people, you know, were like, "Vote for my people now." So it looked like they had a lot of uh, uh, support, and a lot of people were very impressed with their pitch. Yeah, yeah, she uh, did a great job. So Melissa, uh, there's a little backstory. I've I've been advising her over the last, you know, handful of months, probably six months, almost a year. And um, been just, it's really cool to see her growth. And, um, you know, she went through, actually went through one of my, the Founders 5 courses that I, you know, have held in the past. And, um, you know, just amazing seeing someone go from like, I don't know if I can do this to, 
um, you know, launching their, their service, which I'll get to in a second, but then, you know, like nervous to get on stage and pitch and then pitch and, and win. And just, just even that process in itself is actually really amazing. You know, it just proves to me, I had another one of those moments last night where I just got, I was, after that happened, I just stood up, I was on stage. I'm like, this is, this is incredible. I mean, that it changes people's lives. Like it, it, it changes their confidence and their, the way that they go about themselves just because they got on stage, they got, took the courage to pitch and then they get votes and they win. And that's really cool. So, uh, you know, my people now is really, I mean, I guess you could, you could take it like it's like task rabbit in a way, but it's, you know, her, her whole thing was, you know, just realizing that if there's a way that you could build a system that you could have other people around you to support you to do tasks and jobs and, you know, uh, whether it's like, designing a website which you don't know how to do so you're like how to do that you know um take my kids you know uh drop them off at school basically like creating this gig economy but in a way more purposeful manner and you know not just like a craigslist ad or a task rabbit um and you know she got up there and just threw out a very emotional like very real pitch and it, it that resonates with people so um you know i i give her a ton of credit and it was really cool yeah, I mean, I love the design of the website. I think it's very intuitive. Uh, it's di- designed kind of more modern than than Yelp or some of these other referral systems. Yeah. But definitely better than Craigslist. Um, and so whether, I mean, it's two-way marketplace. So whether you're providing a service or um, looking for a service, I feel like it's a good place to go. Um, and, and an actual thing that I thought of that applied to me is immediately I went into some of actually my stuff as a competitor and just looking at pricing. Right. Um, right. And just being like, okay, what are other people putting up here as pricing and can I compete with that? Or can I not compete with that? Um, and I thought it was really interesting. And I mean, yeah, and she's got a lot of people up on here providing services. Yeah, it's great. Um, I, I, I think that they're, they're, there's a possibility of this going, you know, going somewhere. And um, I just love that her traction already, her, um, you know, just going through some of the stuff that I've helped her with. And, you know, and actually it's the same thing. Last month there was the winner was coffee break and I helped basically help them from start, you know, to finish. So, or not start to now at least. And it's been pretty cool to see these companies that I've actually personally been advising to actually step up and, and have success. Yeah. And so are the, are they just in Seattle? Do they have services offered in like Los Angeles or the Bay or anywhere else right now? Um, they are only in Seattle, I believe right now. Yeah. Right. Perfect. Well, if you're out there listening, check out mypeoplenow.com. Um, do what you love. Let others help you with the rest. Uh, a n- nice little design here. And shout out to Melissa, winner of Founders Live. Seattle uh, in February. And so on to some of the other topics that I want to talk about this week, Nick. Uh, There was a company that uh, kind of got on my radar called Flexport. And Flexport this week raised $1 billion on a $3 billion valuation uh, that was led by SoftBank. Um, And what what they do is... um, they help with the trucking industry more or less. And so it's a freight forwarder that helps businesses transport their goods to the point of sale. And um, 
it just blew my mind. Like you're raising a billion dollars on a three. So, so he gave up a third of the company on this one round um, to, to raise that. And, and so I just want to know what your opinion is, Nick, like when you see a number like this, uh, Oh, to, to back it up. So this company did bring in $441 million last year. Um, which they said was an annual growth of 95%. So, uh, you know, that, that's, that's some crazy trajectory. Uh, but when you see someone raise a billion dollars, um, is that exciting? Is it alarming? Uh, You know, is it something, is, is this something that we should be applauding or should we kind of be a little skeptical about it? Yeah, I think it, it's alarming in my opinion. Uh, first of all, like, I don't know exactly the, executive team what you know what they're dealing with what exactly the status of the company is but dude a billion dollars first of all i think it's alarming from you know softbank is throwing money all over the place and it's just like you know whether it's uber or lyft or other you know other these other big companies that just take another round of funding for a billion or two and it i don't know i think it's it's alarming from um, when you have investment of a billion dollars and, you know, where's that money going? How are they going to spend it? It's probably going to be very undisciplined. Um, And then as a team, you are signing up for, dude. so yes, they raised, you know, they raised a billion off of a $3 billion valuation. That means not just they gave up 33%. There's a lot more underneath in terms of the terms there. Um, so it's got to be, it's almost more than 33%. Uh, secondly, they're signing up for a 10 to $20 billion exit. Like that's it. And if that doesn't happen, the economics of a sale or some sort of acquisition really gets screwy. And as a founding team, you start losing a lot of equity and cash. So you know, it's definitely a go big or go home, literally like go big or you're going to lose a ton of money. And, you know, if, if that's their choice and that's their choice, but I think it's just, I've read this many times now, but like, um, uh, I forget his name, but um, who the guy who's leading it, uh, Sun is his last name, S-O-N. It's like Magadashi Sun or something like that. He'll sit down and I mean, he literally is like billion. Imagine sitting in a meeting and him saying, we will invest a billion dollars. If not, we will invest in your competitor, a billion dollars. And <laughs> yeah. And, and that's such a crazy number. Like I remember when Instagram got bought for a billion, that was such yeah. a big deal. Um, and that was only five, six years ago. And so now there's like, oh, we're just going to give them a billion dollars. And, and to give you guys a little bit of background on SoftBank, they actually have a fund. Um, I can't – the name of the fund the is – uh, It's not Founders Fund. Vis, yeah, Vision Fund. And they have $100 billion to give away, uh, which is just insane. And, and, and there's a lot of controversy between this fund because a majority of the money comes from Saudi Arabia – uh, which has been very controversial in the news about just some of the, the decisions and things that have been happening politically over there. And so they're putting a lot of money into these American companies 
to to grow and scale and take over the world. And and there's no doubt that Flexport has a huge market because uh, import and export really runs mm-hmm. the world, right? This is how all products go around this global economy that we have now. And so it's it's not a surprise that something is coming out and and taking advantage of uh, the open markets of technology and being able to make uh, importing and exporting a little bit more efficient. But I saw that number and I was just like, oh my gosh, that I, is I, crazy. Uh, yeah, I, just, I think it's... Oh, go ahead. It, it is interesting. I would, you know, when they say, all right, a billion dollar investment at a $3 billion um, valuation. Now, the question is, is that post or pre? Basically meaning if it's post money valuation of $3 billion, that means it was pre-money valuation of $2 billion, And then they throw in a billion dollars. And now, now it's like $3 billion valuation altogether basically because you have cash in the bank and um that yes. that determines a lot because we're talking about either 25 percent or 50 percent you know basically between the two numbers and then 33 is in the middle of that so you know that's why i say the numbers and economics we don't know but i mean it just feels like softbank was like take our money and here's the valuation we're going to throw you at which basically i mean it's like you put so much money in front of someone and then you, they're determining the terms. And it's like, how do we turn this down? Because we know if we turn this down, they're going to go to our competitor. So shit, we have to take possibly the kind of worse uh, terms or valuation. It's just, uh, man, it, I, that's what I think. Like, Only time will tell if the whole SoftBank Vision Fund throwing money all over the place actually helped improve uh, startups and growth and you know, in, uh, innovation and um uh, entrepreneurship around the world or if it actually hinders it and i'm not sure sh- I, I i'm not sure which one it is at this point yeah and and if there's a hundred billion dollars going around who who's making that money right because obviously it's creating a lot of jobs uh flexport's gonna you know they're gonna hire thousands of people with this billions of dollars so that is good for a lot of employees hopefully the founders especially if they are put in kind of a predicament where it's like, take the money or we're going to your competitor. Uh, You know, hopefully they're going to cash out a little bit and then, you know, they get something for the four years of work. Um, But I wanted to go back to the pre and post money valuations. How do you as a founder and and then also from the other side, from the uh, investor's perspective, how do you decide, or, or is this just a marketing thing about what they release to the to the companies that we get the news from about what they raise for, or is there actually like a process uh, that's important about you know raising at a pre or post money valuation? Well, let's answer it differently. Like, how how does that number get determined? It's you know a lot of things from market comparables. So what what other similar companies in this space at this stage are valued at? So you know the market definitely determines valuation. Um, secondly, you know, what's the growth, what's the revenue level. So you mentioned, which was important if they, if they, if they, uh, if their revenue level was roughly $400 million this last year, that's, that's actually significant. And so, okay. That you start looking at revenue multiples and, um, all that stuff. And then, then you can look at, um, then there's just an intangible, what, 
value from the team to the product uniqueness. I mean, this is where we see like Magic Leap. Like, who the hell knows Magic Leap is worth like what three, five billion, or ten billion? I don't know what the heck they're they're, but they really have only recently put out a product. Is that product even going to be um, accepted in the market? Um, it could end up being like Google Glass. So how do you value that? But there's just like a, you know, put your finger in the air and just, you know, sniff a little bit. Um, so all that it takes into account, then in the end, there's a buyer and a seller. So when you raise money, it's really, it's a sale. And what the buyer is willing to pay is what the seller will accept. And so if it's a hot market and it's competitive and um, there's, there's movement quickly, you know, the seller, which is the company can get a better valuation, but if it's less competition, slower market, dip more difficult, the, then the investors actually can determine they have a little more power and say, and they'll probably negotiate a lower valuation, which means they get a higher percentage of the company. So, um, a lot of that comes involved of how you actually determine what the valuation of a company is. Yep. Okay. And so the post and pre is really just a term for you to understand, uh, you know, do you subtract that number so, or do you add yeah, that? Post and pre means, you know, pre-money valuation is before the investment happens, what's, what's the current value of the company? Post-money valuation means after an investment has been made, what is the total value of the company? So when you're talking about investment of a billion dollars, you got to add that billion dollars into the valuation. Like what is the value of the company after that investment takes into account what's in the bank account, you know? Um, so that's really just the post and pre difference. Yep. Yep. And, and so I want to transition this conversation a little bit into your company for, I know we've been getting uh, some new listeners and new followers and just kind of give them a perspective about what you're doing. And so have you raised money with your company and, as you're on this this global trip this year, is that something that you are thinking about at all that you're uh, you're trying to have conversations with or, or I raised a little bit of money about two years ago or a year and a half ago just to get off the ground. It wasn't a lot less than a hundred thousand and and that was great, you know, just from a couple of uh, angel investors here in Seattle and uh, ones that I'm close with, and I really appreciate um, then. You know, Founders Live has just really been organically growing, and it's bootstrapped, and it's uh, we're ju we're just we're just rolling. Um, I am I am less interested in going out just pitching investors with my hands out, say, "Hey, I need your money." That doesn't work, and I think we all as we all as founders yeah. learn maybe the hard way about that. Uh, but now, dude, I mean the energy and growth and attention on founders live is is changing every week and so when you realize that you can the power dynamic can start to shift um my my decisions now are if the right i'll i will evaluate and take investment if it's strategic and it makes sense and it's an investor or a corporation that i see a value in a partnership i'm not against i'm not against raising yeah. money but i am i am not like I am, we're focusing on the company, we're growing, it's going well. And um, I think by putting my energy and attention on the right things in the business, that improves. And then in turn, your ability to go raise money actually improves. So, um, but yeah, right now, like, I don't think, 
I really don't think Founders Live is, it's not a massively VC funded company anyway. Um, I will only look at raising money if it makes sense. And what I don't want to do is kind of what I just said earlier, which is, geez, when you raise that amount of venture capital money, you're, you're, you're absolutely only, your only outcome is a massive exit and you have to take that exit. It could be from some random company. And I don't want to put Founders Live in that position. I want to be able to determine, have ownership, determine the road ahead. But if there's a solid investment that makes sense, I'll, I'll evaluate it at that, that time. So, you know, do we end, I, I see Founders Live ending 2019 in a, a way better, strong financial position, but I'm not sure if that's a tr traditional VC. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's really the best place to be when you have the power, right? Because I think a, a lot of this getting investment from whether Angel, VC, Catherine, or whatever it is, it's all about leverage, right? And timing. And who has more leverage, really, because when, when you think about where this goes in five years, you know, those percentage points or those dollars make a big difference if you're successful yeah, and you totally. grow that it, with the expectations that, that not, you have. Not only that. And so, yeah, I, I think that's really dude, Not only that, you. but look, the, the farther I go along and the more successful we become, I'm realizing that, dude, it's so hard. Like what I'm going to say, it's hard to do, but I think it's smart, which is, look, there are more options than just venture capital and raising money from, from angels or VCs. And by doing it the hard way, you're in a better position in the long run. And it might take a little longer and you have to grow organically and, and actually have revenue. But the options tremendously open up to you if you don't just out of the gate go raise money. So, you know, out of the gate, you have no revenue, you're just getting going, you raise a million dollars of, of a seed round. And then in six months or a year, you go raise another, maybe that's your series A and you raise like 3 million or 5 million. What you've put yourself on is a, a crazy weird road that has forced many different or decisions that might not be the best for you and the company. And if you flip yeah. it around and you go slower, but you organically grow, you as in the founding team own the significant chunk, if not all the company, you now have revenue, you're growing naturally, you have customers, your growth trajectory. It's, it's simply like you're all like you've determined and shown that this company can sustain and grow forever. And so you don't necessarily need to go raise another round. You may or may not, and you have options, but that's a harder road, but I'm telling you, it's a way better position to be in as a founder and a company in general. And so that's what I'm doing in Founders Live. I know that we're going to, dude, we, we've turned the corner. Like Founders Live is going to be around for a long time. And I'm now really looking at like, how fast do you want to push down the gas pedal? And what decisions need to be made? What's the outcomes that are at the end of those roads? You got to do, go to, you got to think all the way there and then backtrack and say, okay, um, we're good here. Let's continue at this speed. It's not a hundred miles an hour, but it's 60, you know, and it's like, this is good. And and there's a lot of options at that point. Yeah. I I'm on the same board. And I mean, I, I think that's the right thing for you to be doing as well. It just, uh, yeah, provides you more leverage and, you know, organically grow. And I think we really, the reason I brought this up is, is you and I feel the same way is, is just raising money gets put on a pedestal. Right. And like, uh, the, you know, these founders are getting 
worshipped because they raised a billion dollars or raised a million dollars, whatever it is. And it was like, yeah, you, all right, you close one deal, but that really like isn't a factor of future success really at all because so many different people are raising on these ideas, but are they actually going out and like building a company, building a business, having a successful team uh, is a totally different question. I think kind of a theme that we have throughout this this show that we've done over 40 episodes is saying, right, like going out and building a company is, is a lot harder, uh, especially long-term than it is to go, you know, raise a million dollars. And it's like, oh, congratulations to uh, Joe Smith for raising a million dollars. But it's like, now the real work yeah. starts. Like, I don't know, man. I, you know, either way, it's, it, again, it's hard. It, even if you have, if you're an early stage founder and you have someone sit there and say, I'll give you $5 million for as an investment, it's hard to turn that down. Oh yeah. It's definitely hard to turn that down. But as far as like going out and, and yeah, putting your hands out and trying to get people to do it and taking away from building your business, that that's a, very interesting decision. And there's, there's lots of business models that kind of require that, right? Because getting that injection of funds can really speed up your growth, right? And in a lot of these industries, you have to, you have to be the first mover and you have to get there quickly because teams can scale up so quickly now and people can build product really quickly and, and market real quickly. So if you're not they're quick, they're fast and making moves and getting everyone's attention and kind of becoming the premier player you can lose. So yeah, don't discount the importance of raising money. There's definitely a lot of companies that need to do it. Uh, But yeah, it's not the only business model out there, but it does look like from modern media that really is like that. That's what everyone wants to do, right? That's like the entrepreneur dream is to go raise a bunch of money and, uh, you know, be, be, be on the cover of TechCrunch or GeekWire yeah, or whatever so there, it is. There's a, there's, uh, but, there's a company but, that I'll bring up if someone's listening that wants to do a little research. Um, if you're familiar with Qualtrics, uh, they, their story is really interesting. And they, they came out of um, Utah, Salt Lake City, Provo. And man, they've been around, they've been around for 15, 20 years. They definitely, I mean, it's a family owned startup, bootstrapped. And for so long, put off raising money and they might've raised a little bit, but they grew organically, grew through the revenue. Um, and then, you know, like they raised, I think a couple of years ago, raised a pretty big round, a couple hundred million. And then they just, they got bought in the last year for, um, I think it was between, I think it was four or $7 billion, something like that, like a massive exit. And for like their story is really about doing it the long the long road and the hard way but it turned out incredibly it's a very successful exit and a successful story without doing the traditional you know raise a million then raise five and then raise 20 then raise 100 then raise a billion like that is not the story that they did and they still prove that you can grow a big company you can have a great outcome and the dynamics and economics of that cap table the ownership is tremendously in the hands of the founders, which is great. Yeah, I believe they're still running the mm-hmm. company too, even after uh, the acquisition, which uh, kind of continues to let them lead and I guess uh, count yeah. those checks. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that concludes episode 40 here this week um, for the Catching Up podcast here with Connor and Nick. Nick. Uh, where are you off to next? I am in Seattle right now and I take off for, I, next stop is Phoenix. I'll be in Phoenix next week. And then, then the week after that, um, 
Austin, and I'll just drop a little little bomb here that um, basically for the next four months um, we will be driving this road trip in a a modified tour bus that I have gotten to know and connect with someone uh, through our San Francisco team, and uh, he's jumping on board. He is excited to have an adventure, and he owns a, a tour bus, and he's going to drive me and us around we're literally taking that road trip you know through the cities that we're going through uh, all the way up to uh, minneapolis so first the first stop is phoenix in um uh, a couple of days so i leave on sunday and we're driving this yeah. road trip and and he's gonna start uh creating content so he'll be he'll be able to be behind the camera and thankfully because i'm not that good at that i've proven that and so he's gonna help create content and um, we're going to start shooting a lot more of all the stuff that's happening. Dude, that sounds amazing. It's, it's incredible over two months how that, that's all started to come yeah. together. And it's yeah, working. it's great. Awesome. <clears throat> and, and so before we go, what, what's happening with Founders Live Seattle? If you're not going to be back for four months, is, uh, is there still going to be events? Is someone else going to run it? Are you going to fly back for it? Well, I won't be back until January or February next year. So um, we are having some guests guest hosts that will um host the event and so i'm just you know every month i'm placing someone new in there to run it and uh this next month it's gonna be her name's katie chase she's a great good friend of mine and she's been around founders live she actually does some pitch coaching for the the founders yeah oh, so yeah. um yeah she'll be stepping up and running this next one awesome yeah and she'll do a great yeah. job she she knows all about it and as, as uh been been in the process yeah. for a long time that's gonna yeah. be awesome Great. Well, good luck starting that road trip this weekend, and I will catch you All next right. week. Peace. It is episode 41 of the Catching Up podcast with Connor and Nick. I am your host, Connor. I run a company here in Seattle called Find Me in Seattle, where I tell stories about the wonderful people, places, things, and companies happening in our city. Nick Hughes is my co-host. He is on a world tour with his company, Founders Live, where he tells stories and meets up with entrepreneurs from around the world starting up companies. And we have this show every week to just catch up and talk about the things that we see going on in the world and the experiences that we're having building our two companies. And we are deeming this the opening of season two of the Catching Up podcast. Season one was 40 episodes all throughout last year, and we're going to shift it up a little bit. We got a little bored and regimented with the topics that we were talking about. So we're going to be a little bit more free-flowing this season and uh, talk about things outside of just startups and tech. We're going to be talking about the things that we're going through on our personal levels, uh, things maybe we see in sports or pop culture or society. And we're really excited to have you following along. Thank you so much for joining us here at the Catching Up Podcast. Please uh, text, tweet, respond, message, whatever works best for you. Any questions or thoughts that you may have, we'd love to hear your feedback. And I hope you enjoy episode 41 of the Catching Up Podcast.